Yes, indeed. This is the big moment we've all been waiting for. Everybody should come here at least once. Never, ever forget it. Now, the boys are busy, excited, and feeling coming up. Boy, boy, listen to that crowd. It's all gonna happen. All right, let's count it down. 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 12, 10, 11, 10, uh, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! Achievement Award out here. <laughs> I, uh, I have been on the road for the last five months. I don't know, man. I just really thinking the worst of people. <laughs> really am. You see some of the animals. Some of the animals I see. Like I was in the airport the other day, right? I'm sitting there waiting for my flight, just hating my life. And this, watching this. Watching this lady, she's eating Egg McMuffins, like plural. It just threw like three of them. Right down her throat, like a pelican. Just like right down her gullet. And when she was done, she wiped her face with the bag. Ah, with the bag. Not even like a gentleman. Like, no, oh, just do the corners. And she just got a straight razor shave. She's an absolute animal. I saw this other dude, he was so out of shape, he was like trying to itch his back and he couldn't reach it. So he walked up to a support pole that was holding up an entire floor of the airport and just walks up and he just starts like rubbing up against it. Like a grizzly bear. Just a fucking animal. Dude, I am so pro-swine flu, it's, it's like ridiculous. I want it, we need a plague. I'm telling you, we need a plague. It's gotta happen, and don't be afraid. It's only gonna, it's only gonna kill the weak, you know? Seriously, put on a sweater, take some vitamins. You gotta be fine. Just, you gotta let Mother Nature do her thing, man. She's, she keeps trying to help us out and we won't let her do it. Keeps trying to thin the herd every single time. I'm like, oh, good job to get your vaccination. Why? Why? So Egg McMuffin Lady can breed with the back fat guy, you know? It's busy sports. Look at my shorts. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. They all start with sports today and uh, get with the rants a little bit later uh, so that you can enjoy them. Uh, fantasy footballs is over. Uh, ended up taking down a championship, my championship league. So, F all you effers that uh, 
were destroyed in that one. So that's a good source of pride. Uh, Three-time champion, and that league has been going on for 12 or 13 years. I'd have to uh, to run it back, but uh, you know, I've taken taken down three titles in that one. Another uh, another individual buddy of mine ish. Uh, well, you know, I don't want to give him that much credit, but he's taken down three as well. So it was an honor to tie him and beat another good friend of mine uh, in that uh, matchup. In the work league, I got stopped because I was playing against Kamara. He had six touchdowns, so that shit was over by Thursday. I, I, I won a third-place game because I had Kamara on my team, and it was basically, once again, over at Thursday because he scored 60-plus points. Um, and I didn't know that there was a, uh, a pay league. Like, I, I knew it was a pay league, but I didn't know that third place got paid. So I ended up making back about half or uh, uh, 60% of what I put in. As far as buy-ins are concerned, I lost another third-place game. Uh, and then, um, what was it? Yeah, so lost a championship, won a championship, won a third-place game, lost a third-place game. Um, so there you are. That's the end of my uh, my fantasy football's season. Uh, we'll start with the NCAAs of footballs. They've been rolling quite along with uh, bowl week. It's going to be, as, as previously stated, Notre Dame and Alabama. I think Alabama's like a 20-point favorite. Take them 100%. Notre Dame is... Doesn't even belong on the same field as these Yalus, uh, as the Crimson Tide. And then uh, Ohio State Clemson. For some reason, Ohio State is a seven point favorite. Uh, I don't see that. So I think it's going to be an Alabama Clemson rematch. And then that's going to be, should be a much closer game. Uh, let's go with some scores. Let's go with bowl schedule. Look at bowl set is so stupid. They need to go to 12 teams. Just saying. Uh, but up, but, but Appalachian State defeats North Texas 56 to 28. Uh, Nevada beats Tulane in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl 38 uh, 27. And the com Boca Raton Bowl, it's BYU over UCF 49 to 23. In the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Georgia Southern defeats Louisiana Tech 38 3. That was a winner. In the Montgomery Bowl, Memphis beats Florida Atlantic 25 to 10. New Mexico Bowl, Hawaii over Houston 28 14. In the Semiella, Camellia, Camellia Bowl, uh, Buffalo over Marshall, uh, 17 to 10. Uh, in the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl, Louisiana 31, UTSA 24. Lending Tree Bowl, Georgia State over Western Kentucky, 39 to 21. In the Cure Bowl, that's aptly named, Liberty 37, Coastal 34. That ends Coastal's uh, undefeated streak. And you can't say too much about that. Uh, I mean, I guess Coastal had some incentive to go undefeated, and maybe their record was way overdone, but they should have gotten a shot at the Natty title in a 12-team league or a 12-team uh, playoff, given given the five seed or the four seed, whichever, you know, the six seed, whichever one I had said earlier. Uh, Cheez-It Bowl, Oklahoma State over Miami, 37-34. Uh, Valero Alamo Bowl, 55-23. Texas over Colorado. And the Dukes Mayo Bowl, there you go, Wisconsin over Wake Forest, 42-28. And then in the Cotton Bowl Classic, Oklahoma trounces Florida, 55-20. to 20. Uh, Lockheed Armed Forces Bowl, Mississippi State, barely over Tulsa, 28-26. Offerpad Arizona Bowl, Ball State over San Jose State, 34-13. And then AutoZone Liberty Bowl, uh, West Virginia over Army, 24-20. A lot of games have been canceled. A&M plays North Carolina in the Orange Bowl, which is the one right before the, the championship, which I assume would be Alabama and uh, Clemson, uh, if my picks are correct. Uh, in the old NFL, we have uh, week 17, some games to watch. Obviously, Miami and Buffalo. Uh, that's not a good one for Miami. Uh, not so much Baltimore or Cincinnati. Pittsburgh, Cleveland's a big game. 
Uh, Minnesota, Detroit, no thank you. Jets and New England, no thank you. Dallas and Giants, for some reason that's a big game because those two teams are trying to vie for a uh, division title. Tampa Bay, Atlanta, I think Tampa Bay is just trying to improve their postseason position there. Green Bay at Chicago, I'm obviously rooting for Green Bay there. Uh, Chicago's terrible. Vegas and Denver, I don't think it, that, that matchup matters. Jackson, Indy, uh, no. Uh, Chargers and KC, nope. Arizona Rams, maybe. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco, probably not. Orleans, Carolina, no. Tennessee, Houston, no. And then Washington, Philly, that's probably a big matchup because of the fact that uh, everybody sucks in that division. Uh, let's look at the playoff picture. There's no real need to go through the uh, divisions with the exception of the um, NFC East. Uh, Kansas City is clinched home field at 14-1. and uh, Pittsburgh, crumpled off the table a little bit. They're in the three seed now. Uh, Buffalo holds the two. If this holds, then Buffalo would play um, Cleveland. It's a good matchup first round. Pittsburgh would take on Baltimore. Nobody would care. And then Tennessee would play in Miami. So not a really good slate of games in the AFC, but it is what it is. Uh, in the outside looking in, it's Indy, uh, well, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Baltimore, Miami, and Tennessee. All tied at 10-5. and five. Tiebreakers keep Indy out right now. Uh, everybody else has been eliminated in the AFC. In the NFC, Green Bay has, I believe, locked up. No, they have not. They have not. No, they haven't locked up home round or home seed, so they'll be playing uh, Chicago to try to get a victory. They're, uh, it's Green Bay. If they win, they will take the bye. Uh, if not, I'm sure New Orleans or Seattle has some chances to get in there. But right now, as it stands, uh, Green Bay has the one. New Orleans would play Chicago. Uh, Seattle would play the Rams. And then Washington would host Tampa Bay. Uh, Washington at 6-9. and nine. So Washington has the chance to be the worst team ever to get into the postseason at a paltry 6-10. and 10. I'll check the NFC standings uh, for that. Right now, uh, every team, actually Dallas still has a chance because they, they have a chance to win their division, and that's it. Um, Arizona and Chicago are tied at 8-7. and seven. So Chicago loses, Arizona wins, vice versa. Those teams will be in. So a couple teams still have a chance uh, there. Let's go back to the standings to the NFC East. Uh, and all these teams are playing each other. So, I mean, it finally it would be worth watching. Um, well, Philly's been eliminated. So if Washington wins, they're in, obviously. If the Giants win, they still have a chance. But Washington would have to lose. And then they would be in. If Dallas wins and Washington loses, they would be in. So I'm assuming that Washington has to lose for anything. If Washington wins, they're in. So uh, there is a possibility. But it has to be that Washington loses. And then the Giants beat Dallas. And then the New York Giants would be or however that tie would work out, there would be a three-way tie at 6-10, and 10, and then one of those teams would get in as the worst team ever in the postseason uh, to have a 6-10 <laughs> record hosting a game, hosting Tampa right now. Uh, in the old NBA, they are back up. They started up on the 22nd of December. Apparently then the Nets are looking really good. Um, right now it's Philly, Indy, Orlando, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Boston, and Charlotte. Well, the Nets are 3-2, and two, so not so fast, my friend. And then in the West, it's the Clippers, Phoenix, New Orleans, uh, Kings, Lakers, uh, Timberwolves, Jazz, and Golden State, with San Antonio being 2-2. Two and two. Uh, So way too early to tell, uh, to see anything. Terrible teams, Detroit, Washington, uh, and everybody has at least a win. Uh, nobody is undefeated uh, already five games into the uh, NBA standings. Uh, hockey starts up, so it's the dog days of COVID sports, and there we go. 
on to whatever the hell I'm going to be talking about later. So I finished the book, uh, it's Ben Shapiro's uh, How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps. Not, I mean, what's the word? Not ashamed that I read it. That's too harsh. It wasn't wasn't that good. I think the book would have been a lot better. And it's sad that I say that because, you know, he's just an individual that, you know, reads stuff and does this and the other. I'd rather read his shit all day than that white privilege stuff by uh, Robert D'Angelo. Fuck that noise. Um, but his, uh, it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. I was, uh, nothing was really revelatory. It might be because I, I listened, I, uh, there's two news podcasts that I pick up or, or many multiple news sources that I have. Shapiro's one of them. I agree with about 70% of the stuff that he says, maybe 80% um, of the stuff. So, you know, he's a good news source. Uh, but, uh, his book was uh, my only complaint, or I guess my complaint would be that, uh, he needs to, he should have had somebody ghost, right? or uh, somebody review the counterpoints that he was trying to make on his three steps. It's a six-chapter book, 200-something-odd pages. Uh, not too terrible um, as far as reading, but nothing really rele relevatory. Um, so six out of ten, right? It, you can bypass it. It's not It's not something you have to read, um, I don't think. Uh, it, it's a nice little book. It is what it is, but uh, that's that. The... Uh, uh, what was it? I, ha I have a decision to read three books, um, or the next three on the docket are uh, Solzhenitsyn's uh, Gulag Archipelago Volume 2, because I thought I'd read the book, but apparently I'd only read Volume 1. 1,400 more pages to go, so uh, that's on the list. Uh, 1984, I think that's a must-read for everybody right now, dealing with the bullshit that we're dealing with, and then Thomas Sowell's Basic Economics. So since I am an economics major, I thought I would dive back in and, you know, get the— uh, Get the basic understanding, and I'm really glad that I chose this book uh, over the other two right now to read because it's fucking fantastic. Um, uh, so he, so I'm in the three chapters or two chapters so far, three chapters, and um, really glad that I decided to read this book. Basically, chapter one is he really just reinforces the point that uh, economics is basically the study of scarcity, and it makes a lot of good uh, references to, as to why I chose this as a major. Uh, the one that he did that makes sense to me was I, I like economics because it's the study of human behavior. Why do people make the decisions that they make? Um, and economics can explain that if you if you know all the variables. And that's kind of the goofy thing when, you know, whoever, uh, Marx, Engels, Vogel, um, uh, Sol, when they, uh, and, and Sol does this fantastically because he doesn't go into like mathematical equations to try to uh, do everything. And what was so uh, annoying about economics classes was that they would write some mathematical formula and they would only know like two of the ten variables and then it would like oh if this then that then blah 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 this uh soul book actually goes in and explains and cites real specific examples doesn't go in equations and just says hey if you do this this is these are the outcomes and this is why and it uh, makes a lot it's a lot of it is excellent it's it's great um yeah so chapter one was basically reinforcing the point that uh uh Econ or economics is a study of scarcity. How do we, you know, how do we set goods or give goods away, or how do we deal with how we, how do we deal with limitations of our environment? Is essentially uh, what he makes it out to be. Gives two fantastic examples. The one that I kind of like to use as to why I like it 
just basically restating what I fucking said two minutes ago. Um, he goes into, um, it, it, you wouldn't even think this would be an economic decision, but uh, on the battlefield, when you're triaging ca casualties, people on the ground have to make decisions on, you know, priority, casualty, routine. You've seen that in the uh, Saving Private Ryan on the beach in Normandy, that type of event. That's an economic decision. There are, why would you, you have to decide not to waste resources on those that are too far gone to be the most efficient, right? And then on battlefield, it, you're basically down to the bare bones. You have to be efficient. You have to decide who needs the most immediate care in order to save, who can't be saved, and who can wait until later uh, to get their stuff. And then he goes into, um, you would think that the first lesson would be supply and demand, but it's not. He's, he basically talks about price. And our price is the communicant, communicant of what supply and demand is. So, and then he goes into, you know, if you set price controls on the low, on the high side, and it's just a, uh, if you're not really into economics or you are into economics and you just want a refresher and just get a basically layman's example or term, uh, highly recommend so far reading this book, three chapters in. Um, excellent. So um, even then, uh, something that I'm a supporter of or, or you know, uh, amenable to is uh, uh, farming subsidies. And he kind of, he actually goes in and attacks that uh, immediately. Um, but then now my next question is, is uh, okay, so he's, he's talking about everything where savings is zero. So why isn't savings point one? Like, why can't we implement policies or procedures where savings is point one? And then I answer the question myself where, well, if you put savings at point ones, those costs will always and invariably get passed down to the consumer or the producers, like one of the two, because you're going to pay for that ship anyways. Uh, price gouging, he talks about that, where you can actually get money into uh, systems faster if you raise the price because people are willing to take the risks. To, you know, if, you, if I can sell a bottle of water for, bottle of water for 100 bucks, I'm, I'm going to drive down into a hurricane zone and get you that water. Uh, as opposed to if you just price control it at a dollar. So price gouging is actually just part of the way it is when it comes to the economy. So, um, yeah, I look forward to reporting on that book once I get through it, but it's a big one, so it may be a while. Uh, maybe I'll just do a couple chapters uh, here and there. All right, uh, that is your book review uh, <laughs> and lead into the next book that I'm reading. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Ben Shapiro's How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps. Six out of ten. No, but it's a scary time, dude. It's a scary time to raise a kid. That's the only thing I'm worried about. It's a really scary time, you know? I think, I think they're getting ready to, like, microchip all of us. I'm not even joking, dude. Have you seen that new Duracell commercial where that woman can't find her kid in the park? You know? Dude, what kind of a fucked up way is that to sell batteries? It's a little hardcore, don't you think? Don't you remember the old battery commercials? They show some guy in a rainstorm, right? Changing a tire, takes out a flashlight. Oh, thank God I had dirt cell. I can see how wet I'm getting. That was it. Now they're showing this woman, she can't find her kid in the park. She's sitting there like, Kevin? Kevin? Has anybody seen Kevin? Sitting there freaking out that she pulls out this device. And then all of a sudden, Kevin comes running out of the woods. And then just like, Duracell batteries. It's like, dude, fuck the batteries. What was that thing she just took out of her pocket? How did Kevin know to come out of the woods? He didn't have an antenna. His sneakers weren't glowing. What the fuck is in Kevin that is connected to that? No, don't just show me that like that's normal. Ah, oh, yeah, remote control kids. Ah, let's go see mommy. Dude, that is some creepy New World Order shit. Evidently, it's a bracelet, and they just put the microchip in there. 
But that's how they're gonna do it. They're gonna scare the shit out of you that someone's gonna take your kid. Ah, it's just a bracelet. But what if they take the bracelet? Oh, we'll just glue it to the forehead. Ah, we'll just sort of drill it in there. I'm telling you, whatever they're doing to dogs, they're gonna be doing to us in like 10 years, right? They got those six microchips with their balls cut off. I'm telling you. They're gonna have us on TV waiting to get rescued like some accountant looking all fucked up at the TV, right? That's what you're gonna hear in the future. That's gonna be the future. Dude, you hear about Eddie? Ah, they turned his chip off, man! Dude, the guy's fucked! He is fucked! He made one little joke about the government. Next thing you know, he had to buy around. His head wouldn't go through. They kept scanning it, nothing. He's outside screaming up at a satellite. Ah, turn it back on! They're not turning it back on. The dude's fucked. The dude is fucked. Dude, I ain't standing next to him. They're gonna shut my chip off. I don't even know that guy. Bunch of stories in the last week. Um, obviously, the Nashville bomber guy that was into the 5G bullshit. Okay, great. Uh, I think you're going to see a little bit more of this as the, day, as the days and years go on. Just nuts. Uh, people that are a little bit off their rocker having nothing better to do and then fucking blowing themselves up and shit like that. So uh, good luck with everybody uh, with his little, his little story. Uh, the voting bullshit continues. Um, but it's not gonna, like Biden is that I've seen all the like, oh, what is it? Representative Gomert needs to sue Pence to do this, that and the other. It's not going to happen. Like people are going to object. This has happened. It happened in 2005, uh, happened in 2012 or 2016. People objecting uh, to uh, the presidential nomination, this, that and the other. And so it's you're you're a hypocrite if you are having like if you're cry, crying about this, that and the other. Uh the Trump campaign and the Republicans have not proven in a court of law or in the courts or the courts are not willing to accept um, the, the accusations that are being made. So, yeah, Biden wins. And I, I know it's basically crying over spilt milk, but these fuckers, when the coronavirus hit in March, these dipshits in the state legislatures of said states allowed these policies and procedures to go on and did not challenge rule changes immediately. They didn't have their eye on the ball because they were more worried about lobbyists or campaigns or some other stupid shit that was going on in their state. Uh, they weren't worried about the election, and so that's what you get. Um, so I'm not going to—it's kind of over. Like, it doesn't matter. Were there irregularities? Of course there were. I've talked about them at length in this podcast uh, uh, to, to detail. Uh, another one that just came up recently is uh, uh, Philadelphia had 6.9 million ballots cast, but only 6.7 million registered voters, which is obviously a problem. So they're going to have to explain that. And the lady that was up trying to explain or, or tamp it down hasn't given a cogent response to the 200,000 person or ballot discrepancy on their voter rolls and the fact that Allegheny County and Pittsburgh and uh, shit like that, the most de Democrat populous states, haven't come up and said, hey, these are the people that have voted, um, and we are blah, which they, they say it's kind of normal. It is what it is, and those are the most populous states. It's not going to get figured out before January 20th, so Biden is your new president. Get the fuck over it. Uh, you you need to talk to your—if if you're really that upset about it and you really think that something nefarious went on and you think that—I think I was—I'm in the—there are irregularities that need to be discovered and dug through and understood and everything camp. That's where I'm at, right? Uh, I'm not in the other camp, which is Biden is illegitimate. I'm not willing to go that far. I think that's the statement where I'm at. Um, basically, there were irregularities in election that need to be fixed, and it is what it is. Biden's new 
uh, new president, all hail Lord Biden. Um, so those stories are going on, and they're, they're, I'm really getting, not tired of them, but it is what it is. People are just crying and complaining about all that shit. Uh, Trump, the stimulus bill that he, so he vetoed the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization, and that was his get up and have a speech moment about, you know, hey, 1.5 million billion for this, half a million for this, excuse me, half a billion for this, so on and so forth. And he was really attacking the NDA, but what he didn't really, he was okay with it, right? Um, so he wants, he doesn't want, like he had that, he vetoed the NDAA, but then he passed the COVID relief bill and he passed something else, $2.3 trillion worth of spending. And he has outpaced Obama in his four years that Obama had did in eight, right? So it was Bush that really started the spending because of the, the, the three wars that uh, went uh, or were started under his watch, or the two wars, whichever it was, that started under his watch in 2000s. Obama picked up the mantle, outspun or doubled Bush's uh, spending, um, and then Trump came in and it's like, fuck that. <laughs> he ain't seen nothing yet. And Biden's going to do the same fucking thing. We are driving or have driven off of a cliff, and Biden's going to try to press the gas pedal, and there's just nothing going to fucking be there. Um, uh, the dollar is at a point where I think it was at 105 in March before Corona, and you would expect it to be a safe haven for, you know, people would flock to the dollar as a safe haven to store value, and that has not happened. The dollar is at 90. Uh, now they just passed $2.3 trillion more of spending. Uh, they're going to overspend uh, on the budget when it comes out. So um, the revenues are going to be less now because you're going to see that the FICA uh, tax is going to come into play. And then Biden's going to increase taxes like he's going to get that's what's going to happen. So the revenue generated by the government is going to be less because there's going to be capital flight. So you would expect, I don't know if the markets are going to go up or down because the Fed keeps monetizing everything. Couldn't tell you. But Trump um, decides that he's he, he's going to complain about all this spending. And then he's going to say, not 600. Why not 2000? Fucking like as Rand Paul says, why not 5000? Why not 10000 Why not a million? Just give everybody a million dollars so we can all be fucking happy um, in, the, uh, in the states. And that's kind of the, the – everybody's like excited to get paper even though everything – all their liberties and everything have been taken from them or to some extent, right? The government has threatened or is hovering over. The best three states that I'm under the impression of doing are South Dakota, Texas, and Florida, right, are doing the best. Some of the worst are New York, California as far as economic – is concerned, and that might that may even be a coronavirus statement as well, when it comes to how bad they're doing, because basically there's a mass exodus from the big blue cities in uh, California and New York, uh, New Jersey maybe too, and those these dumb shits are going to go into the red or purple states and turn them blue, because they're fucking stupid, uh, and that's what's going to happen. I say all this to say that uh, uh, you know. Trump, for some of the good things that he did, his foreign policy was very good. Um, his trade deal is not so great uh, because I think what was our uh, what was that our trade deficit it was a record at in November is a record eighty four billion, which is the highest it's ever been in uh, United States history. So that just means that we are giving paper out to foreign countries and they are giving us goods, which is good for us until they decide that the emperor has no clothes that the dollar is worthless or valueless and they're not going to be able to buy the entire uh, CONUS or continental U.S. Uh, with all the paper that they have or that the paper that they have is losing value rapidly because we just fucking keep printing it like we're cool. 
and then we're just going to become more and more expensive to ship goods in or we're going to have to manufacture shit ourselves and people are going to be sad panda um, quite quite rapidly um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes um, but he yeah his judge appointments were good his monetary and economic policy tax wise was good but his spending is fucking out of control uh, he mishandled or botched the coronavirus or corona pandemic fucking horrifically like I, th I think every single misstep that could have been done trump made in the COVID thing with the exception of the vaccine rollout and even then uh and as an economist they would tell you that probably if there was no economic incentives to lock people down and there was no economic incentives to do any of this shit, probably or if there was no there wasn't this 20 billion dollar like coffer to create a vaccine i don't think any uh uh, any agency or anybody would have ran to make a vaccine because they would have sat back and realized that the the demand for a vaccine is not uh, wasn't really there, right? Um, I, I think we're going to find out that uh, the deaths that have occurred are of our own demise. So it's because of our own cure. Um, it's probably going to be truly about. I know that uh, the media is reporting 340,000 that have died. That number with of coronavirus. So. Um, ninety percent of those deaths might have already occurred or would have occurred regardless, right? Because they had comorbidities and uh, 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 age-related deaths, right? Uh, since June, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure this is still the case, the uh, uh, the average age or natural age of death is still lower than the average age of the coronavirus death, right? The majority of coronavirus deaths are in the nursing homes, and that's not to say that it's not. A real virus and a real thing and it's killing people but that number is not 340,000 right it's probably 30,000 like or, or you know five to eight percent or are deaths of coronavirus where it's the sole cause and limiting factor everything else it's an amplifier right it's amplifying the deaths and I think when we go back and look at total deaths versus total deaths from previous years there might be a 0.1 or 0.2 like 3.1 to 3.3 right um, so 3.1 million was last year, right? 2019, 3.1 million people died. And in 2020, it might be 3.1 to 3.3, I would guess. That'll be interesting to see. So, I mean, maybe. Maybe it's more. And then that would mean coronavirus would be the cause of 100,000 to 200,000 deaths. That's not even close. Not even close enough to justify what we've done to ourselves as far as economic damage is concerned. So, um yeah, so Trump has been a probably out of a scale of one to ten, uh, foreign policy wise, he's been like an eight out of ten. He knocked it out of the park. Maybe a maybe a nine out of ten, right? America first, all this other shit. Uh, domestically, probably a three out of ten, two out of ten. And I'm I'm not even talking the Black Lives Matter r relationship uh, bullshit. He just misstepped so bad on coronavirus that it's unforgivable, you know. So and I say all this to say that Biden's not going to be better. He's fucking horrible. Uh, here, here's, here's, here's what you're going to see with Joe. Well, every morning, well, let me put it this way, at least four mornings a week. Sorry, cut. We have to cut. I've written extensively as a, when, when I was a law professor. Okay, you know what? No, nope. cut. Our, in our, our administration, the financial collapse, the jobs they lost, and how they never got back to where they needed to be. Funny. Okay, get on. Are cut. you kidding me? We organized the world. Um, but, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, what's going, what, look, the only thing I know something about is the vice presidency. Come on, cut this noise. 
is I think over 130 or 40 million people. This, this is bullshit. Instead of having in the in minority communities, I'm making the number up. If the president had just acted earlier when some of us said he should be acting, things that are out there that, that people, I'm sorry, didn't turn off. They put in money for providing for the ability to have the federal government pay for Cut. Columbia uh, University. And they're, they're, they're at the, you know what, it. He's standing in his hands and he says, why me, God? You pig What are we doing? I, I just do not understand. Yesterday or, uh, or uh, um, I can't remember, maybe it was the day before. God, I still have him. He was my soul. Hunter is my heart. Captain Charismatic. Indeed. I don't know. Uh, so last week I played Chappelle's Unforgiven uh, montage or monologue. And don't get me wrong. He's one of the greats. He truly is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good set, right? Blah, whatever. Who am I to fucking judge? But uh, it's, it's more like complaining. If you sign your name, it's kind of the thing I was talking about earlier with the uh, fucking all the people that are complaining about the vote not counting. This was uh, nine months in the making. Uh, Chappelle is only bitching about things, decisions that he's made, right? Part of the system. He is 100, probably 100% correct that it's a, a Monte Carlo game, right? The deck is stacked against uh, you. Uh, the lawyers are sitting there, and they know themselves, and it's all, uh, it is what it is. Like, the game is rigged to an extent. Tracking. But uh, the game is rigged because of all the regulations and bullshit that we put into the lobbyists and the corruption and the cronyism and everything that's going on. And it's going to take a lot of pain and a lot of years to unfuck that. And I don't think that we have the, the we don't have the courage or the will uh, to undo it. So we're just going to drive off this cliff. So basically his complaints fall on deaf ears. Um, yeah, like I, I really don't, uh, I, yeah, whatever. Uh, crime rates. We'll, we'll finish off with a nice little story of what we're headed into uh, for the, the 2021 year. Hooray. Uh, 2020 homicide rates surge amid defund the police hysteria. Uh, sanity be damned. Many cities ended up defunding their police departments this year as if there was somehow some correlation between departments and their actions of, of Minneapolis Police Department. Uh, Baltimore City Council approved a $22.4 million in cuts. Portland cut $15 million from the budget, and Philadelphia took a planned $19 million increase in police funding and allocated $14 million of it elsewhere. Uh, you're going to see private security firms and companies uh, step in, BT-dubs. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, who is that, Seattle? Oh, Seattle trimmed their police department by 10%, and the list goes on. Everyone hasn't lived happily ever after, after according to a data from 57 cities through at least uh, September, with some having data running through November. Murder is up a whopping 36.7% overall this year in our big Democrat-run cities. Uh, the co-founder of Age Analytics notes big city trends do overstate national trends. For instance, a 5% increase in the murder rates in big cities tends to translate to a 2 to 3% increase nationwide. Regardless, a 36.7% increase uh, without even having all the data in for the year is set to increase rates nationally by a historic amount. The previously largest increase in homicide rates in a single year was 12.7% in 1968, meaning this year will set the new record since data began being collected in 1960. While murder rates are still significantly down from their most recent highs in the 1990s, they're likely to increase by at least 20 to 25% this year. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, murders in the U.S. are up nearly 50% since the beginning of the post-Ferguson era of Black Lives Matter in 2014. So there you go. Um, and this is not to say that throwing money at a problem is not going to solve it, as you all know. But uh, you got to find better ways to do it. Defund the police. It ain't it. That's going to cover it, man. It's just a bunch of bitching. Happy New Year, guys. Um, and enjoy. Enjoy the news. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy it all. Du bist einer. Uh, talk about a, a me session after this. Sipping on straight to everyone that is listening to this podcast. Uh, I remember last time I talked, I was probably 235, 236 was my weight. I have surpassed that. I got all the way down to 226 due to fasting. And then I just said, nah, fuck it. I'll just eat everything that I see. Um, so I have a couple commitments to myself that I've done. I've been doing quite well. Um, so a couple things that I picked up or are doing now that I will hopefully stick to and have done actually quite well. And so now that I'm talking openly about it, uh, I will probably stop, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, cold showers, I got up to four minutes on ice cold showers. Start at 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, minute, minute 30, two minutes, you know, get yourself up there. I don't take hot showers anymore because I'm a fucking maniac. Uh, do a set of push-ups. I'm not trying to do 6,000. I just do a set of push-ups, uh, one like full continuous set. I'm up to 40. Um, try to work out every day or six times a week. Um, focusing on running now because that's uh, weight loss, but I understand that I cannot outrun a bad diet, which is my fatal flaw, right? I fucking eat terribly. I, I sleep okay. Um, I work out okay. I just eat. I'm a horrible eater. So, and that's the, that's the foundation. That's the basis. So I have to fix that. And then that's, that's where I need to go. Uh, stretching. So I had a sciatic nerve problem, a hurdler stretch and sit and reach fucking or knocking that out so just take the time to you know and you don't have to stretch eight times a day just stretch right hurdlers left hurdlers sit and reach done um all this comes from wim hof by the way the crazy uh scandinavian dude um that you know does weird shit to himself all the time um i'm gonna run a marathon and probably die of a heart attack in april so that'll be good and then uh, so i'm running towards to get to that goal um and then i'm I have my home gym, so lockdowns be damned. I have two workouts that I've got, upper body, and a, basically I have a push-pull workout uh, system. There's my one and two, and then every now and again I'll sneak into the gym 
and do uh, heavy lifting, right? Heavy squats, heavy heavy deadlift, and that's kind of the, the mode I'm doing. Uh, I've noticed that I'm I, despite my best efforts, I always lean towards endurance type lifts, right? I come downstairs, I lift for 90 minutes, two hours, I go run fucking six miles or eight miles at a slow ass pace. Um, I should do some sprints. I should do some like timed uh, set evolution workouts, right? You only get a minute of rest or, or whatever the case is. Um, what is it? Hit workouts, Tabata, bullet. I should do all that shit. If I did those things, I would be attacking a weakness, but that's not who I am as a person. Um, I've, I'm stuck to the Duolingo um, learning German. I probably should have started this two years ago when I first got here, but du bist ein retard. Yeah, uh, but nein verstehe, nein verstehe Dutch, yo. So it is what it is. Um, Gemus, Obst, you know, shit like that. Uh, so I'll, I'll continue that, and then wherever I'm headed, I will try to learn that language. So I'm committing. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to pass or, 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 you know, win certain tasks a day. So even if I fail all fucking day, I've at least done something correct. Um, I've at least, you know, attempted to learn a language, read a book, uh, worked out, whatever the case is. So the the cold shower thing is the thing that. Uh, at least I do that, right? Or at least I do push-ups. At least I stretch. At least I do this, right? So, yeah. Enough about me. What's up about you? What's going on? What's up? How you doing? Uh, yeah, last week's podcast was not the best podcast. Apologize for blowing your ears out. It is what it is. But I got to get you guys motivated somehow. Enjoy. Happy New Year. God bless you. And uh, I will see you for year 2021. Uh Hide your money, hide your wife. It's going to be fun. Nous, nous aimions bien tendrement. Homme, t'aime tous les amants. Et puis un jour, tu m'as quitté. Depuis, je suis désespéré. Je te vois partout dans le ciel, je te vois partout sur la terre. Tu es ma joie et mon soleil, ma nuit, mes jours, mes autres frères. Tu es partout car tu es dans mon cœur, tu es partout car tu es mon bonheur. Toutes les choses qui sont autour de moi, même la vie ne représente que toi. Des fois je rêve que je suis dans tes bras, et qu'alors et tu me parles tout bas, tu dis des choses qui font fermer les yeux. Et moi je trouve ça Tu es dans mon cœur, tu 
Et toi, je rêve que je suis dans tes bras Et qu'à l'oreille 